everyone. Welcome back to Make Your Own Damn Podcast. I am Lucas Mangum, and with me is Jeff Burke. Jeff, how you doing? I, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, not a lot has changed since our last recording. Um, <laughs> just to shatter some of the behind-the-scenes podcast mystique, uh, this episode is actually being recorded immediately after our episode on Decampitated. And the reason for that is I talk about it in a bit more detail at the end of last episode, but during our normal recording time, uh, I will actually be at the wonderful Edge McMinniman's Edgefield for the Wonderland Awards uh, presentation. And the Wonderland Book Awards presentation. So I'm uh, really psyched to be there and see some of my uh, friends who a lot of which I haven't seen since this whole pandemic started. So I'm really excited for that. And um, so but we could have just skipped a week, but we're not. We're, we're putting in double time. We are giving you, listeners, another episode. And this time, oh, we are the only podcast anywhere in the fucking world. We're, no YouTube channel has ever done a video about what we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about the Lloyd Kaufman short film, I guess, public service announcement. It's called The Radiation Munch. Yes, yes. Um I was going to say, you know what, you're, you know, doing your intro that um, the big takeaway is that you're not really here. Yes. And like in weird ways of how recordings would work, I'm not here (laughs) when I'm supposed to be, but I'm not. So we're doing it at a different time. But you listeners get it all at the same time. Uh, It's comic book continuity. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Probably written by Grant Morrison or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so Jeff, what what do we know about the Radiation March? I remember seeing it on, like, everything back in the day, like, okay. when I was... What's my history with it, or what do we know of it? Because what do we... Those are, those are two sep- very different questions, those, those like, very, very different, different questions. and I have very different answers for both well, of them. For me, it kind of leads into it. Like, I was going to say, like, I remember seeing it on, like, DVDs all the time, like, uh, on every, trauma DVDs. Every trauma DVD, and, like, now I've been, like, collecting trauma Blu-rays as well. Like, every trauma DVD, every trauma, almost, uh, let me refine, refrain that, almost, almost every single trauma DVD and trauma Blu-ray has the, what's it, 57 second short film the radiation mark march always listed under the traumatic extras or uh, i mean there's other some some of the releases had different names but the most common part of the dvd or blu-ray is the traumatic extras yeah um, um but i've never really known much about it because there's there was never any information on the dvds as to what it actually was and um I, I, I've got uh, very, 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 very little for you about it. Um, for for one, it is like impossible to research this as trying to Google Radiation March and Trauma or Lloyd Kaufman or anything you want just gets you 
thousands of listings with it being part of the special features on mm. hundreds of releases. Yeah. Um, and and all I need to know about filmmaking, uh, Lake Kaufman only talks about it briefly, but I will be 100% honest with you. I couldn't find it in the book today, so I am actually might be misremembering, and it's in one of his other four books of which I all own, or maybe it was in another interview. But I just remember him argue, saying that it was a um, – it's a uh, metaphor for um, – essentially what we would call now climate change, which at the time he made yeah. it was called global warming. Right. But it's the same concept, but the term has been changed because global warming is a misnomer in which it makes people think that everywhere is going to get hotter, in which if the overall temperature of the planet increases, that does not mean every part of the planet gets hotter. It means our weather weather yeah. patterns change in some areas ironically will end up colder like hey how's it going there in texas right now it's fine but uh, uh you had a rough winter didn't you i did i did uh, last yeah. winter was rough uh, yeah february in particular the week my daughter was born uh we were buried in ice it was not fun yeah yeah lucas had a goddamn birth or his wife had the birth, but Lucas yes, yes. was there as well and had a vested interest in the outcome of it <laughs> during that horrible Texas snowstorm. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, my, uh, myself in Portland, Oregon, we had our, this past summer was the hottest summer ever on record in Oregon, which here in Portland, we beat the all-time highest temperature recorded in Portland three days in a row with each day beating the previous day, which was a bit intense. We capped out at around 115. And keep mm -hmm. in mind for anyone listening uh, that's like from hotter areas, Portland, Oregon doesn't have any air conditioning. That's right. not like a thing people have here. Um, I was lucky. I, I live in a cat boarding house and the building is temperature controlled and and that's, you know, for the safety and security of the animals. But it was really the concern when that system was put in was more for it getting too cold, not for it getting too hot. But fortunately, mm -hmm. it held up during the heat, which is great. But I think there's some pretty firsthand direct uh, situations that both of us have dealt with in this past year about how the Earth's uh, climate is changing. And that's what this little short film is about. And this short yes. film was made, and I have no idea. Um, I should have that pulled up. <laughs> um, uh, I, I have, I, I don't know. When was this movie? When was this made, Lucas? I don't know like I, I i literally know like nothing about the radiation march other than i've seen it you know um this would have been made in the uh relatively early days of trauma that this would have been made I'm guessing early 80s early 80s yeah just from the film stock and um just how everything looks it's film stock the way it's uh filmed and presented it's oh, it might even like, be it might even be late 70s and the only reason i say that is the um oh no that doesn't make any sense no it could it could be the late, the early 80s the reason i was gonna say it might be late 70s is really dumb and i don't think i want to say it <laughs> oh man i'm, I'm like well, I, i'm trying to see 
if I can. Uh... I- I'm trying to see real quick if I can find the uh, date when this was made. So if you want to give me the uh, your really dumb answer, that buys me a little time. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, no, I was look. I-, I saw that it's on the Mother's Day DVD, and I was like, oh, well, Mother's Day came out in 1980, so maybe it was made before that, but. The DVD for Mother's Day didn't come out in 1980 because yes, DVDs weren't a thing in 1980. So. There, there is indeed a flaw in your logic right there. So, um, nice attempt. Like, nice attempt, I give you that. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be listed on uh, IMDb in some way, but it's not. It's not. So, yeah. Um, so, we don't know when this was made. Uh, we do know it looks and feels like early 80s trauma, as in, like, the equipment they'd have access to, uh, the way it's edited, the way it's presented. for Toxic Avenger. It looks very much around Toxic Avenger time period. Yeah. And um, how, how would you describe this short film, Lucas? It's bizarre, man. I mean, it's just... You know, you've got these kids doing kind of a dance routine, but we're getting a voiceover about pollution and shit. Well, we're not really getting a voiceover. The voiceover is only three sentences, and two of those sentences are literally written on the toddler that crawls through yeah, the screen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, so we have, like, this little boy and this little girl dancing, yeah. And then there's like an adult dance troupe that's doing, they're wearing like sunglasses and like solid color leotards. Yeah. And they're doing this zany. It reminds me a little bit of like a Devo music video. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Do, do you see I what I, see I was that. like getting out there? Yeah, it's like a Devo music video. And it's essentially uh, pollution is bad, the air is getting toxic, and it's going to kill our kids. That's, yeah. that's the message of it. And the dance routine ends with the little boy and the little girl, quote unquote, dying. Dead. Yeah, dropping yeah. dead. Because the it's, air is now toxic. You know what? It's almost like an interpretive dance kind of thing. Yes, it, it very much is. Yes, yeah. it's very much a interpretive dance video short. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so, has... And and Lloyd has never spoken at length about it. I I don't know at length. I cannot find. I was with my research because I know I've heard him talk about. It, but the only thing I remember him talking about it is in brief passing, which I believe was from one of the books. But I can't find which book it's in or where it is in one of the books. Um, and I just remember it being about that. It's it's about pollution and what we would now call climate change. They probably refer to as global warming, which, in all honesty, after watching the short, it's like, well, no, duh. It's it's there's not a lot of subtext to it. Like you may interpret you may think like interpretive dancing like really requires you to read into it. This does not. This is very in your face. It's like pollution, bad environment, getting bad. Our kids are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I saw that you had um, fielded, uh, you know, you'd asked um, the Tromaville Facebook group. Yes. Um, I was hoping that somebody would have some little 
behind the scenes information because that group has actually had a pretty has had a few pretty cool discussions go on there I've seen in recent week, uh, weeks. Will Keenan of Tromeo and Juliet and Terra Firmer fame posts in there regularly. Yes, yeah. So there's like people really heavily tied into Troma that posts there and provide some interesting insights with people asking questions. So I was really hoping that somebody would um, maybe know a little bit about Radiation March. Um, didn't really get much. I got one person essentially claiming that it was a like dance school that uh, – uh, Kaufman's daughter was attending. Yeah, that I was. I was just gonna say this was uh, Shannon Wallen who said that. Um, I, I don't know who that is, but that's that was their uh, that was their input. I, I have a feeling they might have helped out on some trauma events or something because of some of the uh, things listed in their bio, but uh, I don't know. So um, was, yeah. I, and I I believe that one if that was. Like, I 100% believe that. I just can't prove it. But looking at the short and getting that piece of information, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I I buy that. The timeline even kind of adds up, right? I mean. Yes, yes. He he had a small daughter at that time, which putting a little girl into dance classes has been a common thing for decades. So that all, like, if we're thinking the early 80s is when this was made, that all lines up perfectly and would make very much sense and you know i could totally see like uh you know lee kaufman talking to the dance school and being like i make movies can i i have this idea for a little short to show people dancing would your like students be interested in doing this when you, right. you could totally see everyone involved in that situation saying oh yeah this will be fun yeah let's do it yeah definitely and he's like, I want to make a statement about global warming. Like, keep in mind, he's in, like, you know, the boroughs of New York City. Like, this is going to be a group of people at this time period that's going to be like, yes, we should be talking about global warming. Yeah. And we can talk about it through dance. Absolutely. Um... Now, what I was really hoping to get, like, somebody to – give some sort of answer to or maybe hint at when I was asking about this was like, why is this on every trauma release that I have no idea over? Like, this is interesting because for most filmmakers, a short like this would be something regulated to their um, like obscure back catalog that most of the fan base would never even hear of much less see. And it wouldn't be a special feature on every single release they ever fucking do or are involved in. Well, I mean, you've mentioned before that, you know, um, of the many uh, political causes that Lloyd Kaufman uh, cares yeah. about, um, environmentalism is probably the top the top of that list. Fair I, to say. I'd, say it's, I'd say it's his absolute number one with the most of his own movies revolving around, at least in some way, environmental issues. And that has also been the issue, I'd say, in uh, listening to him speak over hundreds of hours and shit, that that is, like, the number one issue he always comes around to and he ties everything into 
and that that's like the big overarching thing that we're killing the planet. Right. Right. Well, because if the planet dies, all the other fucking causes kind of go out the window, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Like because like he'll rant about um, the mega media conglomerates cens- censoring people and um, like playing nepotism and keeping out independent voices, and then he'll tie that back around. And while they're making these huge profits and how they're able to make these things, they're actively killing the planet. Right. And so like he even always casts environmental issues as a bigger issue than media criticism which is what he most commonly talks about but he will mention environmental issues in the context of his media criticism and about how they're an even bigger thing than what he's currently complaining about (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah i mean i wish we had more uh you know to talk about i mean this is going to be one of those things where like i kind of hope that we um I don't know. I want to maybe get some uh, get some interviews later down the road. You know, uh, we can find out more about it. Hey, um, this is the first time anyone's ever done any sort of talking about just uh, the radiation march. So, yeah. but so so since we're the first time, let, let's take let's try to take this a bit seriously here. So, like, how did it make you feel, Lucas? What did you think was the, how did you feel the overall strength of the project was? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was just look like i mean obviously like i mean i i care about this cause as well but it did feel very um i don't know like i think you know when i was watching when i would watch it as like the extra on like a lot of the dvds growing up i think part of it was like i don't know like, well, that was kind of a downer. I just got done laughing my ass off at the Toxic Avenger. And then I watched this fucking thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's as... Um, it has the quality of, like... Yeah, I mean, it has the quality of a PSA, which, like, I don't know. Which public service announcement that are PSAs still a thing? I don't I have, know. I have ad block on everything, so I don't see any ads at all, and I haven't for so I have no idea. Like, uh, so if anyone's listening is unaware, PSA stands for public service announcement, and uh, frequently is stuff either sponsored by the government or <laughs> or ordered by courts to make up yeah. for a crime that you've committed. Remember, there was, that was like a thing in the 80s and 90s when people yes. would have to do PSAs as part of their sentence over some sort of minor crime yeah. they committed. Uh, most famous of which was uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, telling, explaining crack to children. Which, <laughs> yes, yes. Anyone listening, that really happens. That oh, really God. happens. Oh, man. Uh, and I do not believe Lake Kaufman was ordered by any court to make this. So he made his own PSA on his own, which is very trauma, which is like, like, that's very clever. Uh, a little bunch of filmmaking of like, this is, oh, this is a thing that exists. exists. Let's make our own PSA. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, 
it's dated. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that I it, it it feels very much like a 1980s television commercial. Yeah, yeah. I uh, this is way before Toxic Crusaders because if it wasn't, I almost want to say of like, oh, this is probably made to be played as part of like Toxic Crusaders because it would kind of oh, fit in. Yeah. With yeah. late 80s, early 90s, Saturday morning cartoon shows, which you, all had shit tons of PSAs. Do you think it's effective? No. No. Yeah. I mean, how, how remotely – you have some abstract dancing and leotards in what, quite frankly, looks to be a rather silly way yeah. with some heavy – three sentences and being really heavy-handed that it will kill your children. And it's like, I agree entirely with the message, including the fact of, like, yeah, climate change is probably going to kill your children. Uh, I'm sorry, Lucas. Uh, I, but um, do I think this is effective? No. Do you? No, I think, you know, I think um, I think he said more by making something like the Toxic Avenger or the Class of Newcomb High movies. Um, yeah on the subject. Um, and later I fear you could also group in uh, Poultry Guys and Return to Newcomb High movies. And, yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I meant like all the Newcomb High movies when I was, yeah, I was, I was meant to include all of them. So, uh, um, it's so bizarre. It is a bizarre footnote in Troma and Lloyd Kaufman's history, and unlike some of their other more bizarre footnotes, like Lloyd Kaufman's porn films, which maybe that will be an upcoming episode. Who knows? knows? Uh, uh, This Troma likes to put front and center still to this day. Yeah. Like the uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High volume, uh, aka volume two, has the radiation march on it. That's great, man. That's I mean I mean just I mean I don't know I don't know if great's the right word, but no, it's just crazy that that's like it's just always so. it's just always there. So it's also become like like one of those little like signatures to a trauma release. Like so if yeah. anyone listening to this has a physical copy of a trauma film Chances are you own the radiation march, whether you've watched this short film or not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess then, uh, Lucas, do you recommend the radiation march? Um, <laughs> that's a weird question. I mean, look, if you're, a, if you're a trauma fan, I almost would say yes, just because one, it's only a minute and and two, it is, like, just an odd part, like, this oddity in trauma's history. Like, if you're, like, kind of a historian, like, Jeff and I are kind of becoming, um, you know, obviously, you know, you want to see it because, you know, it's kind of part of the trauma history, you know, and, like, a huge part of it. Um, but if you're just, like, if you're, if you're, like, I want to watch a movie that's, like, the Toxic Avenger, like, I don't, I'm not going to recommend a one-minute PSA on radiation. No. And you know what? I was, I was 
last two episodes, I've been kind of like, eh, I don't know about these movies. I am going to turn around and say, yes, I 100% recommend this movie. Uh, or this short. It's 50 second, 57 seconds long. It is Lloyd Kaufman directing it. Uh, and then when you watch it, you can say, I have seen it. You'll have seen it. You can't unsee it. You have seen it. And then you can be be like, I know more about trauma than other people do. Was there, uh, here's a question. Was there another one or another similar thing that they did? Not that I recall off the top of my head. I remember there was also the Aroma the Troma, which was on a... Well, that's just on, the compilation of... Like, yeah, yeah, that's like the music video comp. Uh, that was the other thing I remember being on almost every release and then there was also in terms of like on every release there was like the trauma trivia game that you yeah. quote unquote exploited your no, it's just but I, I don't like, remember this another is like thing a weird like I don't know maybe I'm being like Mandela or something but like I remember like the uh I just remember it the the way the people move in it differently than I don't know like just, I just remember the dance moves being different or something. No, this is what I re- revisited for this episode. This is what I remembered, and yeah. um, I don't recall another um, like abstract uh, mm-hmm. short film from Kaufman on the Choma Discs. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it may have just been like the end of the night after you watch the movies and you're watching the special features and maybe you were drunk or high and that's why that's, you're not remembering it correctly. That is probably a that is a that is a strong possibility. Cuz I, I feel like I most often watch this at like 3 a.m. while going through uh all the extras on the trauma disc after I've watched the movie and I'm already really high or pretty drunk and i feel like that's been most of my time viewing this mm-hmm. and which now i'm wondering like how many times have i viewed this over the years because i swear to god i have not watched it in a decade before doing this episode and i remember it every fucking yeah. frame of it and it's like oh i've seen this a lot like <laughs> Like back when I was like super super heavy in the collecting DVDs, like I seen this a lot. Yeah. And I don't know why I did. <laughs> like once I saw it the first time, I knew what it was, but I believed I kept watching it for some reason, and I don't know why. Oh, I'm just gonna watch every special feature. And, yeah. Why not? Oh, Radiation March. All right, I'll I'll watch it and then I can say I've watched every special feature. Yeah. So uh, there there's our recommendations. Uh, look, do you have anything else about? Uh, I wish I did, man. But uh, all right. Yeah. Fucking people, that's our episode. Uh, the other option is you didn't get anything. So uh, you know, as I say, take what you can get. Yeah. I mean, remember. Jeff's not really here today, so... That's right, I'm not really here. Which, I just watched last night the movie Daniel Isn't... Uh, was it... What's it called? Daniel Isn't Real. Isn't Real, which reminded me of... Oh, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that movie. Um, 
So, uh, do you have anything to recommend? Uh, I'm sorry to uh, to plug for this um, week, Lucas. No, not really. But, you know, buy my books. They're on Amazon. Lucas Mangum. Uh, he writes good books. I, yeah. I, I, I have like career-wise endorsed them. So yes, I can't yes. give much more of an endorsement. Um, I didn't give a uh, a uh, plug last episode, and at first I was like, oh, Lucas skipped over me. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I can save my plug for this one since we're recording in an odd way. And yeah. you had something last episode. Now I have something this episode, which is um, on Adult Swim. One of my very favorite shows is now, um, at the time this comes out, is the in the middle of its third season, Joe Perra Talks With You, which is one of the most brilliant uh, creative things Adult Swim has ever done. It's a live action really? show about this man by the name of Joe Perra, who's like this... Um, See, he's, he's like in his mid-30s, I believe he is, uh, living in a small town in uh, Midwest United States. And most Adult Swim shows lean really hard into offensiveness and grotesqueries to be <laughs> surreal. This leans into as hard as being wholesome to be nice. weird and surreal and that sounds like a contradiction but it's not and i think it's one of adult swim's most brilliant shows i'm just as i'm a big trauma fan i am a uh, adult swim super fanatic and joe power talks with you is one of my very favorite things have you ever cool. seen an episode of it lucas no i haven't I you've haven't. got hbo max don't you i i do i do you've got to watch you've got to watch it they got the first two seasons up on hbo max it's so good it's when you, if you first start watching and be like wait this isn't funny it's like it's not entirely meant to be funny it's meant to be cool. weird but it's meant to be wholesome weird and you'll get it just like i normally recommend people uh starting the episode um joe perry takes you grocery shopping and it's a phenomenal 15 minute meditation about what it's like to go grocery shopping and it's just goddamn brilliant oh cool. it's so good cool so joe para talks with you that's uh that's my plug awesome so lucas next week we're actually gonna do a movie yes yes, yes we, we are. are yeah that's right uh, so what the right. fucking movie should we do next um, I don't know, man. I'm a little tempted, uh, because I had like, I don't know about you, but I had three, uh, three, uh, movies that are on trauma now, uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, this, this, uh, past, uh, Oh, you want to do one of them? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. You, you ready to already burn those bridges depending <laughs> upon what our opinions are? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, open, I'm open to this roll of the dice. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Do we want to do that now, or do we want to do? Uh, I don't know. Do you have Do you have anything in mind? Other no, than... no, let's let's try this. Let's try this. All right. Um, uh, this sounds like a dangerous experiment that I'm game for. All right. Okay. Um, how about um, just because the title makes me laugh? It's just, it, 
uh, Itenic. Wait, what are we doing? Itenic. Itenic. It's like I like your eyeball, and like Tenic, as in Titanic. Itenic. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find this. How is it spelled? E-Y-E-T-A-N-I-C. Oh, wait. It's like a short film. Oh. Maybe, maybe we don't want to do a short film. No, no. We want to do a full-length movie. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Titanic uh, people, but we want to do full-length all right, well, maybe we'll save that for uh, for uh, for uh, a bonus episode again if we ever have to do another one of these. Uh, which short we probably ones. will. Which we probably will. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh gosh. I'm trying to think. Of... Oh, under the knife was one that that uh, that followed me. That actually looks pretty interesting. Is that a full length? Uh huh. Uh huh. Under hour, the, hour uh, and 27 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's a full-length movie right there. Well, my uh, Google immediately wants to correct me to a uh, a Nintendo game, which I know that's not correct. <laughs> oh, Killer Plastic Surgery. Yeah. Um, it's called Under the Knife? Mm-hmm. I see the poster for it there. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I think it's... Uh, huh. Okay. I mean, if you want to, we can do that. Yeah, I'd be interested. Um, is it? Is it a... Uh, an Asian film? Yeah, it's a joint production uh, between South Korea and Switzerland, from what I understand. Oh. Oh, that's int- okay. Yeah, that's int- okay. Now you have my attention. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beverly travels to South Korea to get plastic surgery, but ends up unknowingly getting a computerized implant from a surgeon who maniacally turns his patients into beautiful killing machines. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm willing to see what. The, well, when did when did it come out? Um, I think it's pretty new. Because it just got added to Troma now, like, this month. Yeah, but, I mean, like, especially oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a foreign That's film, yeah. they sometimes pick up films years after they release, such as uh, Six Sock Monsters from Outer Space. True. Was uh, it 2019 is what it looks like. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, wait. Is that the right one? No, that's not the right one. There's... Okay, hold on. Under the... Okay, here we go. Um... Under the knife. Sorry, there's another movie called that. Um, okay, but yeah, so the one that I'm thinking of is directed by Josh Hoffman, and it came out. It's pretty new, like. Um, okay, so it yeah, it, it came out this year. It it premiered at like a a film festival in like May. Yeah, Josh Hoffman. I'm on the. Uh the official website for the uh, movie. Um, Oh, holy shit. Oh, this is funny. 
Oh my god, this is very funny. It had its uh, North American premiere in Portland in 2018. Oh shit, okay. That's funny. It just had a limited edition collector's VHS release from Retro Release Video. So, serious film collectors out there, take note. Um, Yeah, I'm on there. You can buy merch of the movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's let's, let's see what this is. Yeah, let's see. All right, cool. They followed us on Twitter. They sure did. (laughs) See, this is what happens, all you aspiring filmmakers. If you follow us on Twitter, maybe we'll cover your movie. Yep. No, we <laughs> haven't reviewed it, it. We haven't reviewed it yet, so I don't know if you want us covering your movie. You'll find out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we're gonna I, do it under a knife. No matter what we say, you had this coming. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> I hope we like it, but uh, you know, can't guarantee we will. <laughs> I'm so fucking gunning for game Michael Hertz on this show. Mm-hmm. I still want uh. I still want to get Lloyd Kaufman to do a uh, welcome back to make your own damn podcast with Lucas Mangum and Jeff Burke. I want to get him on <laughs> recording saying that. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I bet you if we offered him fucking 20 bucks, he'd, do, he'd send, us a, send us an MV3. Like, I don't think it's that fucking hard. Yeah, that's true. I published, I a, I published an un- essay by him once that I ha- it cost me 50 bucks. Like, there you go. There you go. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to stop All right. recording. <laughs> so on that note, everyone, follow us. Next episode is Under the Knife. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll get a real episode next week. Yes. Please bear with us. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> Bye.